Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 789, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 15, verses 32 to 39. Let's read our passage. Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they've already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, otherwise they might collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Seven, they said, and a few small fish. After commanding the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They collected the leftover pieces, seven large baskets full. Now there were 4,000 men who had eaten besides women and children. After dismissing the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's writing this Gospel. A Gospel is the account of the ministry of Jesus. It's not a history. It's not a biography. It's meant to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. And he's presenting this teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. We're in the section where he has had this confrontation with the scribes and Pharisees from Jerusalem in the area of Genesaret, but then he withdrew, and he withdrew to Phoenicia. He went north to the area of Tyre and Sidon. He encountered the Canaanite woman there and healed her daughter. Then it said he passed along the Sea of Galilee. And I talked last time about probably down the east coast of the Sea of Galilee. That's the Gentile area. Mark says he went to Decapolis. Some think he then went over to the western side to the Jewish area, but I think it fits best that he stayed on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee, down in the area of the Decapolis, and is still dealing with Gentiles. He had this mention of many healings that took place. We looked at that last time, and it ended with the people there giving praise to the God of Israel, which implies that this is a Gentile area he's still in. So now we have the feeding of the 4,000, and it begins in verse 32. Jesus called his disciples and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they've already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I want to send them away hungry, otherwise they might collapse on the way. Well, this crowd, and I assume it's the same crowd that he was doing all the healing with. And because of the healing, they were praising the God of Israel, a Gentile group of people. It says they've already stayed with me three days. Now, remember how they count days. You could have day one, and they could have started in the afternoon of day one, then had all of day two, and then be morning of day three. And they say, okay, that's three days. Well, that's been 36 hours, basically. Which it could be. Or it could be three entire days, regardless. Even with only 36 hours, that's a long time to be there with him. And they are hungry. Now, notice the devotion that people have. They have stayed with him this long a time, and you know, many of them, they may have had a little bit of food with them, but there's no indication that they had the event catered and brought in extra food. 
And Jesus is concerned that these people might not make it out of here uh, healthy because they're getting hungry. Verse 33, the disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to feed such a crowd? Now we read this and say, what? We just had the previous chapter, the feeding of the 5,000. Why are they asking this? Uh, did, they, did they sleep through the feeding of the 5,000? Well, no, they're the ones that gathered up the leftovers. So why are they asking such a silly question, seeming to us? And there's theories for that. Some think it's just a, uh, a literary device that Matthew is using to show the parallel between the two miraculous feedings. Some think they're expecting a miracle from Jesus. Obviously, they can't provide it. And they acknowledge it's beyond their ability. Even though Jesus has empowered them to do some miraculous things, they, we can't do that. And so, basically saying to Jesus, what are we, we going to do about that? Looking to him to do it. Others think, because this is the Gentile area, there's no way they're thinking Jesus is going to feed them like he did the Jewish people. Yeah, he may heal them because he has compassion on them. But to think that Jesus was going to do this miraculous thing with these Gentile people? And that maybe Matthew's highlighting that part of their thinking, and he's got these two miracles in such close proximity to each other in his gospel with what is in between them is the Canaanite woman talking about even the dogs can get the crumbs left over from the family dinner. And so the Jews being the family, the Gentiles being the dogs, they're now getting a lesser miracle, 4,000 versus 5,000. So could that be part of the message that Matthew's bringing us? He's not really upfront about it, so I think that may be reading too much into it. But Jesus, in chapter 16, is going to rebuke their slowness to get it. And he's going to specifically talk about the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000 in the next chapter when he's talking about bread. You guys aren't getting it. So they ask, well, where are we going to feed them? And then verse 34, how many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Seven, they said, and a few small fish. The word that gets translated small fish here is kind of a derivative of the word for fish. Ichthus means fish. And this is ichthudion is the word used. This is the only place it's used here and in Mark when he's recounting the same miracle. And it gets translated small fish. It might mean fish scraps. Fish you would carry with you for travel would be dried fish parts. And they may be saying small fish. Or they may be saying a few pieces of fish whole point is they don't have much to eat. Verse 35, after commanding the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Verse 37, they all ate and were satisfied. They collected the leftover pieces, seven large baskets full. Now, interesting, it's a different word used for baskets here than was, than was used for the feeding of the 5,000. And that's why it gets translated as large baskets. Verse 38, now there were 4,000 men who had eaten besides women and children. After dismissing the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Compare this, the feeding of the 4,000, 
to the earlier miraculous feeding, the feeding of the 5,000. There's a lot of similarities. Both occur in a country, in a remote area, desolate place. They both involve bread and fish. In both of them, the way Jesus divides the meal, he gives thanks, breaks the bread, similar language. The disciples distribute the food, and then they both end in a boat trip. A lot of similarities, but there's some differences. The first one's 5,000, this one's 4,000. Normally, when you're telling a story like this, you build to bigger events, where this one seems like eh, it's kind of an add-on, a, a lesser event. The 5,000 was more impressive. This is 4,000. It's impressive, but not as impressive, but it occurs later on. I think if you add the fact that you're dealing with a Gentile group now versus a Jewish group, that's why it's here. There's a different amount of food in the beginning. That's not so much a big deal. Different amount of leftovers. And some find this curious because there were 12 baskets left over in the first miracle. This one it says seven large baskets. Now they must be different size baskets, so maybe it's the same amount of food. But when we saw the 12, we said this is curious. This probably has something to do with the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 disciples. Here, you're dealing with Gentiles. Well, 12 doesn't really have a meaning for them. Is there a meaning for the seven? Some people try to find a meaning there, but would that meaning mean anything to the people that were there? I, I don't know. So 12 isn't used because I don't, 12 has any meaning to the people in this situation. Then you have the difference in words for the baskets, and that may be different context. And you have this longer stay of the people in this particular miracle, where it was pretty much one day event. It was late in the day with the feeding of the 5,000. Here, he says, they've been here with me three days. We need to give them food. So there's a lot of similarities, but there's also some differences. But I think the biggest difference is who he's dealing with. It was clearly a Jewish crowd in the feeding of the 5,000. And I think there's enough clues here. Matthew isn't upfront about it as much as I would wish he would be. But I think there's enough clues here that we can comfortably say, I think this is a, a Gentile crowd he's dealing with. That's why it's included. Then after dismissing the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Now, most people think this is a, a variant spelling of Magdala, where we often know it as Mary Magdalene, meaning Mary of Magdala. That's her hometown, and that's where he goes to. And that's on the western side of the Sea of Galilee, several miles south of Capernaum. So he's just had this miracle on the southeast shore of the Sea of Galilee, and they're crossing across the southern portion of the Sea of Galilee to the southwest shore of the Sea of Galilee. That's where Magdala is. But he's specifically leaving the Gentile area here and heading back to a Jewish area. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.